Hello, 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 and welcome. It's Dr. B here again for another exciting show of the Health and Wellness Connection. Thank you for joining us today. just want to say, you know, thank you for, uh, you know, coming back and hanging with us today at the Health and Wellness Connection. We have a pretty awesome show today. Um, it's going to be about anti-inflammatory foods. So let's figure out about the process of inflammation and why it's such a bad thing. Now, before we get into that, actually, we got to do the obligatory commercials. Hold tight from a word from our sponsors. Hey, this is Dr. Barry here. Are you looking to get checked out and need something quick and fast? Well, consider going to see my friends over at Rapid Response Urgent Care, located in Pearland, Texas. They do literally everything from general checkups for acute issues, to dealing with chronic issues. They even do flu shots. They do immigration exams, really the whole nine yards. Very professional staff, and they'll see you quickly and efficiently. If you're looking to get seen today, go to 11901 Shadow Creek Parkway, Suite 111. That's in Pearland, Texas, zip code 77584. If you want to call them by phone, the number is 281-760-1971. Again, looking for an urgent care that will see you quick, fast, and in a professional manner? Check out Rapid Response Urgent Care. All right, thank you for listening to our sponsors. Again, this is the Health and Wellness Connections. Dr. Barry here, your host. Thank you for joining us today. Also, please check me out on Instagram at DrBarryMD or check me out on the Facebooks at www.facebook.com backslash next level weight loss. All right, so today's show is about inflammation and how we can reduce inflammation in our bodies. Many people don't realize that inflammation is actually a chronic condition that many people suffer from. Um, it's actually something that's present in really everybody, but other people have different degrees of inflammatory responses and other people have less degrees of inflammatory responses. But it's believed that the immune system is actually the central part of the human body that plays a role in the, in the um, infl- inflammatory process. Inflammation is important because your body t- typically reacts to anything that's foreign, something that's not akin to your normal biological processes. Your body will react to it in a way that can be potentially harmful to you. Foreign items could be things like plant pollen, which causes those you know, terrible al- allergy symptoms people have or coughing and sneezing during the allergy season. Uh, that's one example of how your body reacts violently and creates an inflammatory response. It also happens with microbes. Let's say you get an infection or you get cut or something and then you develop a, a skin infection. That's actually microbes invading your skin, causing an inflammatory response. And that response is actually how your body fights that infection. Or per se, you get a chemical in your system. Let's say you're exposed to some chemical and all of a sudden your body gets really um, inflamed. This happens commonly with people who work in plants. You get exposed to toxic chemicals. They inhale the stuff. It gets into their system. It actually invokes a response that causes them to sneeze, cough, really react to try to eliminate that item. You see, the human body usually doesn't like foreign objects in it or around it. And that's, you know, led to a whole lot of studies as how, you know, some certain objects affect the body. One thing we do know is that when foreign items get into the biological system, it causes a response known as inflammation to develop. And this is actually what is believed to be the behind many illnesses that we previously didn't really realize were connected. Things like cancer, heart disease, diabetes, arthritis, depression, Alzheimer's, all these illnesses have all been linked to chronic inflammation. So it's clear that inflammation, you know, while it's important in certain aspects, if over activated in the the human body, 
can be quite demential and can be linked to some pretty concerning illnesses. So it's believed that now inflammation, which was used to previously was associated with a kind of a local issue that needs to be addressed or treated by an individual method, like take a pill here, take a pill there. It's believed now that food actually is one of the most important things that actually stimulate inflammation and can cause issue as far as promoting inflammation in the human body. Now, um, we know this because number one, the intestines or the gut, if you will, is filled with sensors that actually are tied directly to your immune system that actually invokes responses. So that's why food is such a very powerful item because when you eat food, not only does your body get nutrients from say said food, it actually reacts to the ingredients in the food and creates certain responses. Some of them may be inflammatory responses. Now, the extreme example of this is if you eat something you're allergic to. This means that this substance, when it enters into your system, your body creates a violent immune response to try and expel the item because it's something that's very harmful to it. <clears throat> so that's why people who eat you know, certain foods that are, they're allergic to, they develop severe inflammatory responses, hives throughout their body, which is another form of the inflammatory response manifesting itself, vomiting, diarrhea. This is how the, the body reacts to things that it doesn't like. Now, of course, people's immune systems are different. Some are more reactive than others. So it becomes a situation where you start to look at items that may not be overly um, um, obvious as far as causing inflammation, like an, allerg- like an allergic response. But there are actually levels of inflammation that are subclinical, meaning not really immediately detectable, but can definitely cause issues and will ultimately lead to potentially ill <clears throat> illnesses if they're not addressed. So as because of this, it's believed that food needs to be more scrutinized as far as what's causing inflammation, what isn't. And it's very critical that, um, you know, as we go grocery shopping now, we start looking at foods that are potentially going to help with reducing inflammation. Certain foods are known to be extremely inflammatory. And these are things that are ideally things we should avoid, especially if you have a condition where your immune system is overreactive, um, conditions like lupus or even asthma or, or psoriasis, things where there's chronic inflammation in your system. Some certain foods can actually promote inflammation and things like um, refined carbohydrates, uh, you know, like white breads, uh, pastries, um, white pastas, things like that um, have been felt to be actually promoting inflammation in the body when consumed. Things like French fries and, and fried foods in general. It's believed fried foods um, actually can stimulate inflammation when consumed. So you want to be very careful if you're someone who has a lot of conditions that are associated with chronic inflammation, you know, reducing fried foods may be helpful. Things like soda or or sugar sweetened beverages. Another classic example of how um, these kind of substances when consumed can actually promote an inflammatory response. Um, Red meat is actually another culprit actually is believed to Uh, cause inflammation. That as well as processed meat, hot dogs, sausages, and so forth. This is the reason why it's believed that high consumption of red meat can increase your risk for cancers because cancer is another condition that is typically developed as a result of inflammatory responses kind of run amok, if you will. Lastly, margarine, shortening, and lard have also been associated with promoting inflammation in the body. So those are just a few examples of things that potentially could be um, in, uh, promoters of inflammation in the body, which subsequently can lead to 
potential chronic illnesses that um, may be um, harmful to your health, including dementia, diabetes, um, <clears throat> cancer, and the other illnesses we previously discussed. So when it comes to inflammation, you know, what are the things we can do or, um, you know, what are the things that we can look at as far as helping reduce inflammation in the system? That's actually a very long discussion, and we'll definitely talk about that more in detail. But eating is one of the major ways you can help reduce some of the inflammation in your system. And, you know, some of the things that are important as far as inflammation is finding foods that are high in a substance known as antioxidants. Antioxidants come in various different forms, and they actually found in a whole variety of different foods. And antioxidants are things that, you know, we are very, um, this, I just put it like this. Antioxidants are, are foods that are, that are substances, sorry, that are within the foods that are very, very important in helping the body fight inflammation. Why? Because they actually help neutralize toxic substances that are typically byproducts of these previously mentioned foods that cause inflammation. So antioxidants are some of those items that are very helpful and have been shown <clears throat> to be associated with lower cancer risk because they're actually helping reduce inflammation by neutralizing those harmful molecules that are typically associated with inflammation. Now, of course, as we stated before, inflammation is something that is typically associated with chronic illnesses that long-term are very detrimental, like types of diabetes, heart disease, and cancer. But in addition to the foods that are associated with inflammation, there are actually other practices in your body that you could be doing, or sorry, there are actually other conditions that you could be doing to yourself that also can promote inflammation, including insomnia or dehydration. Not drinking enough water as well as not sleeping enough can also be states of states of inflammation that can actually result in increased inflammation and overall increased risk of other long-term illnesses associated with inflammation. All right, so inflammation, as we described, is a very complex um, state of being, and it's associated with a lot of different mediators that are typically created when you consume certain foods that are associated with inflammation. So the, now the next question is, what can we do to help combat inflammation? We briefly talked about some of the things you can do, like sleeping more and drinking more water. Like we said before, 3.7 liters for men, 2.7 liters for women. Again, there are a lot of things you can do, especially in the culinary aspect of things, to help combat inflammation. And we'll talk more about that, as well as other ways you can help reduce inflammation on the other side of the break. Again, thank you for listening to the Health and Wellness Connection. Stay tuned as we have more exciting information for you, as well as other awesome tips regarding ways you can improve your health and wellness. Hello, hello, hello. It's Dr. B here, and I'm back. It's the Health and Wellness Connection broadcast, and we're going to talk about some exciting things you can do to help combat inflammation in your diet. Again, today's show, we've been really talking about inflammation and why it can be very dangerous if it's something that's not properly checked. And the way you can really help with inflammation and reducing inflammation is by ensuring that your diet is appropriate. And that's a kind of a complex conversation. We're going to go in a little bit of detail as far as ways you can help reduce inflammation. 
And briefly, for those who are just coming in, we talk about inflammation and why it's bad because inflammation is a state of being that can actually help promote very, very dangerous illnesses like diabetes, cancer, dementia, and a host of other harmful illnesses, especially heart disease, which I forgot to fail to mention earlier. All right, so with inflammation, the best way to help deal with inflammation is by eating an anti-inflammatory diet. Now, I tell a lot of my patients this when I see them in the ED because, unfortunately, um, inflammation-associated illnesses are very commonly uh, dealt with in the emergency room. So um, we discuss ways you can help reduce you know, inflammation and ultimately help reduce some of those chronic illnesses that are associated with inflammation. Now, certain foods you could eat that are actually very, very helpful because they contain things like those antioxidants and other helpful nutrients that are uh, that allow the body to fight those harmful chemicals that are produced by some of those foods that promote inflammation. One of those best, one of the better, I would say one of the best foods you can eat, period, that are also excellent, excellent uh, foods to allow the body to help fight inflammation are berries. And berries meaning all kind of berries, really, they're, they're all similar as far as their nutrient profile, including strawberries, blueberries, raspberries, blackberries, just berries in general. They're just very excellent because they contain high levels of those antioxidants I discussed earlier. In berries, specifically, they, their antioxidant is called anthocyanins. And now these are very strong anti-inflammatory compounds that actually neutralize very harmful chemicals that can be produced when you eat other pro-inflammatory foods. Um, furthermore, berries have a high amount of fiber. Fiber is not something else that actually can help reduce inflammation by consuming a lot of, um, of, of it because fiber actually binds a lot of harmful chemicals and your body uses it almost as a lubricant to help you um, to help manage its GI system more effectively. So fiber is something that's very important and berries are fruit that has a lot of it. Furthermore, berries have a lot of vitamins and minerals as well, so they're very nutrient-dense and they have a lot of helpful nutrients that allow your body to produce very helpful cells like um, immune cells that are very important in helping your body fight infections. They're also um, very important in producing those, sorry, providing nutrients so that your body can fight and manage other illnesses properly, especially when it comes to heart disease because it actually helps reduce certain inflammatory markers that is usually associated with those who are suffering from heart disease. So berries of all sorts are very nutritious. They are antioxidant rich, so they are helpful in preventing cancer and reducing inflammation overall. So definitely consider incorporating berries into your diet if you haven't already. It can literally help promote a healthier life. Another good inflammatory or anti-inflammatory food is fish, surprisingly. Now you notice how we said things that promote inflammation is red meat but fish is actually a food that can actually help reduce inflammation so it's actually one of the healthier protein sources you can really um, consume in addition to the um, anti-inflammatory effect um, it has high levels of very very healthy fatty acids including um, EPA and DHA these are also very very important fatty acids which are used in brain uh, metabolism. So it's very helpful for your mind to work better when there's lots of these <clears throat> these chemicals in the system. Furthermore, EPA and DHA are actually felt to help reduce inflammation. So that's going to be very helpful for those who are, you know, suffering from illnesses that, you know, actually are a result of chronic inflammatory syndromes. 
people who who ate a lot of fish um it actually has been shown that um had actually lower levels of typical inflammatory markers in their blood so it's actually been scientifically proven that you know fish uh, especially salmon is actually very very helpful in promoting inflammation in patients who actually had ulcerative colitis um they actually re- resulted in decreased levels or decreased episodes of, of ulcerative colitis attack now ulcerative colitis is another um uh inflammatory condition of the colon is actually associated with severe inflammation causing severe um, irritation to the colon which can cause a lot of issues diarrhea constipation they're very 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 um, uncomfortable condition but um, inflammation has been one of the has been felt to be one of the main reasons why this has been an issue for so long and salmon is actually um, one of those foods that when eaten can actually help reduce inflammation in these kind of patients so it's clear that um, fish can be very effective in helping reduce inflammation and overall helping um, you know promote um, less attacks in patients and that actually a study came out um, a Scandinavian study in, in a few years ago so very excellent uh, um, item as far as really explaining how fish can be very helpful in inflammatory conditions and why it's important that people should eat more fish especially salmon another good inflammatory food is broccoli that's another actually excellent uh, nutritious um, item full of uh, a lot of uh, a force of fiber which is one of the big things that it has like other foods helps promote reduce reduced inflammation also has a very high levels of certain antioxidants especially sulforaphane which is a very very um, potent antioxidant and it's just overall good food now another great example of another superfood i would say that also helps for inflammation are avocados now, avocados are one of those foods that is getting a resurgence. Um, previously, it was actually felt that due to its high cholesterol, it was unhealthy, quote unquote. Uh, but now we're seeing that was uh, very far from the truth. Um, the cholesterol levels are avocados while elevated. They're typically actually those um, multi-chain um, branch molecules, which are actually easier for the body to metabolize. So they're nowhere near as, as harmful as the cholesterol you see in <clears throat> other items. <clears throat> so. Avocados are also um, rich in nutrients like potassium, magnesium, as well as fiber, as we mentioned earlier. Um, they also have, again, special um, cancer-reducing molecules as well. So they're, they're just overall just an excellent food to consume. Not only do they reduce inflammation, they're just delicious as well. So consider avocados with your next diet, with your next meal, excuse me. Now, we always talked about this um, also very powerful um, anti-inflammatory food um, because it's just so effective in so many other areas. That would be green tea. It's, it's one of the best things you can drink. It's so effective. It has rich antioxidants, so it helps fight cancer. It's also very excellent as far as its um, <clears throat> its uh, nutrition profile. It, it can reduce um, heart disease, Alzheimer's, obesity, just because of the uh, the nutrients inside it. Um, Green tea is just, is just a very, very excellent uh, beverage. You should be drinking it daily. I recommend it, especially if you're someone who likes caffeine. It's not as strong as coffee, but it'll get you going. So consider green tea just due to its excellent, excellent profile. <clears throat> Another great food that's not really um, talked about, but is really getting a, a resurgence in certain circles is turmeric. Turmeric is one of those uh, spices that's been around for a long time, but it's recently coming back strong. Turmeric is one of those spices that's usually associated with curry dishes, so you see a lot in uh, Indian uh, foods, which I love, by the way. Indian cuisine is very delicious. Consider eating that if you're 
you know, want to do try something new. But turmeric has a very, very powerful anti-inflammatory nutrient known as curcumin, which is actually very, very potent in its anti-inflammatory uh, effects. So much so that it's actually effective at reducing chronic inflammatory conditions like arthritis, diabetes, and other diseases. Now, people who um, who um, are afflicted with those illnesses have seen re- improved benefits um, in those illnesses after consuming turmeric. So it's actually one of those, I would say a super spice in this case because it's so um, effective, but it's more a spice, so it's eaten with other foods typically. So, um, you know, turmeric is one of those very, very potent foods. It's actually been scientifically proven to help reduce uh, uh, levels of certain inflammatory cytokines. So, you know, there's definitely science behind these claims, not just, you know, a wives' tales. So ultimately, um, turmeric has been shown to be very effective in reducing inflammation. Um, actually, when combined with black pepper, it's actually even believed to be even more potent. So... Overall, turmeric is one of those foods that is very helpful for producing a, or promoting anti-inflammation. So definitely consider adding that to your diet if you're someone who likes to eat healthy foods or healthier foods anyway. All right. Another good good food um, that's actually very, very helpful and very, very good in promoting inflammation is extra virgin olive oil. It's one of the healthiest, healthiest oils that's on the market. Um, very popular Mediterranean diets, but now it's pretty much been used all over the world at this point. It's one of those oils that's believed to really be effective in helping reduce a lot of illnesses, especially um, heart disease, like I mentioned earlier, cancer, other health conditions. Because of its very, very strong anti-inflammatory properties, it's, it's, it's actually also effective in reducing those inflammatory mediators. So it's just, it's just one of those foods that if you're someone who suffers from inflammation or you just obviously want to reduce total body inflammation, it's one of those very, very effective ways to do so. And actually, one of the more powerful antioxidants that's believed to be isolated from uh, food sources is actually found in olive oil. It's actually called oleocanthal. Very strong antioxidant. Um, it's almost as effective as ibuprofen in reducing inflammation. I mean, it's that strong. So, you know, ibuprofen, I mean, sorry. <laughs> Uh, so olive oil is something that you should definitely be consuming regularly. Um, I use it pretty much in all my cooking apparatuses that I can do, um, you know, safely with it. Um, there's certain oils that work better in certain conditions, but ex- but extra virgin olive oil, one of those foods that, you know, it's almost like medicine, how effective it is. So consider eating that. It's very delicious. So many awesome choices to choose from. Definitely incorporate it to your diet if you can. All right, moving on. Another excellent food that you should definitely consider dark chocolate now people always confuse chocolate and say chocolate is bad but the really bad chocolate is the milk chocolate that's the one that's filled with butter and milk and everything else made to taste sweet and creamy dark chocolate is more bitter it's you know it's more um it's still very delicious to me i mean but definitely can be you know an acquired taste for others um but it's so effective in reducing inflammation it's something that everyone should be eating at this point packed with antioxidants um, it also helps with reducing, um, you know, certain diseases that are associated with aging or earlier aging. So you want to, you know, age healthier, look better, you know, definitely, you know, eat some dark chocolate. Um, the flavanols within the chocolate actually is the chemical that's actually helped um, promote those anti-inflammatory effects. So you want to definitely um, consider eating chocolate, um, you know, when so when you're 
you're looking for ways to help reduce total body inflammation. Now with chocolate, not all chocolate is created equal. You want to make sure your chocolate candy or whatever treat you're consuming has at least 70% cocoa. Um, cocoa is where those potent anti-inflammatory effects, uh, effects are found. So any kind of chocolate flavoring, ah, it's not going to cut it. You want this real cocoa, real, real chocolate. That'll help, you know, with that infl- inflammation. Last but not least, let's talk about one of the more effective um, anti-inflammatory foods that's probably in your fridge right now. That would be tomatoes. Tomatoes are just very, very effective in helping reduce inflammation. Um, lycopene is that, the chemical in the tomato that's just very uh, pro, uh, pro, uh, very beneficial in just reducing inflammation. Um, it's also um, high in nutrition, high in vitamin C, high in lycopene. Um, it's fridge antioxidants. It's an overall excellent, excellent fruit. Um, it's something that you should definitely consider adding to your diet. I mean, most people cr- across the world consume tomatoes, but it's, you know, sometimes overlooked in my opinion so tomatoes are just something that you want to definitely are eating um, cut it up fry them up or ideally bake them or stew them or just cook them in a way that you'll find them delicious but tomatoes are one of the better foods out there for reducing inflammation so consider adding that to your diet if you haven't already just for the record i want to let everyone know that go to um, um harvardstudy.com or sorry health.harvard.edu a lot of great articles on there i got some great information off there to create this podcast if you want to learn more about fight information, getting proper diet constructed, go over to health.harvard.edu and get, you know, get a quick plan. There's some great articles there. You can learn more about different ways to stay healthy. And in this case, reduce inflammation to promote health and long life. Again, thank you for joining us today at the Health and Wellness Connection podcast. Truly appreciate you listening in. Any questions or concerns or any kind of feedback or shout outs, please reach out to us on Instagram at DrBarryMD or email DrBarryHealth at gmail.com. Again, tune in next week. Another exciting show on the way.